You don't have to be a machine learning engineer to help make the future a smarter place. Become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Welcome to Trillions. I'm Joel Weber. And I'm Eric Balchudis. We're in the middle of March Madness, Eric. It's just like my favorite time of year, just because it's like chaos, and I love watching basketball. College basketball, especially. It's sports bliss. Not only is it great, because every game is sudden death, right? Everybody cares so much. I love that. It's better than the regular season. But by the time the tournament's over, it's kind of springtime and sunny out. It's the greatest tournament for multiple reasons uh, for me, and I'm a big basketball fan, too. So we have a special way to celebrate the spirit of March Madness with ETFs. We've gone to Bloomberg News reporters who cover ETFs. We've asked them each to pick their favorite ticker, eight different teams, eight different tickers, and we've seeded them based on assets under management. And we're going to have a gigantic smackdown on today's show. It's going to be epic to determine the very best ticker of all. Before you tune out thinking this has nothing to do with investing, let me tell you two reasons this actually matters and why, what you're going to hear. First of all, marketing in ETFs is huge. 80% of the flows go to two or three companies, BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. That leaves 120 companies fighting over 20% of your money. And tickers is a huge marketing advantage. If you have a good one, it sticks out. Every category now has 50 ETFs. So picking a ticker is big business, it matters, and it can really help sell an ETF, but it can also be a shiny object that leads you to something you don't want. So the ticker shouldn't be all. And I think we're going to uh, you know, explore a lot of that. So, so give us a, a couple examples of, of how it can help. Block, the blockchain ETF that came out with the ticker BLOK, came out the same day as another blockchain ETF with the ticker BLCN, which is, let's admit it, a little more boring. Block is just easy. You can say it. It's a, it's a noun. Yeah. That block has 170 million. BLCN has 110 million. Give me another one. Fan versus PWND. Fan is the global wind energy. PWND is also a wind energy. Obviously, fan, fan kills. You just get it, right? And fan has $88 million. And more importantly, it's alive. PWND mm. liquidated in the graveyard. So literally, worst case scenario, like the better ticker wins the, the war. But a good ticker doesn't always save the day. Absolutely. Like a ticker is like icing on the cake, but it's not the cake. For example, here's some good tickers where from the graveyard. These are ETFs that are liquidated. Waste, W-S-T-E for the waste management ETF, gone. Vroom for the car ETF, that's uh-huh. gone. Bite, restaurants, FAA for airlines, and Puff for SIN, uh, basically gambling and cigarette stocks, gone. Why? Why didn't those work? A lot of times it comes down to timing. But like in the case of Keiru, Australia small cap, that was around when Australia had some good runs, but it's just too niche. It, it, sliced, the, it sliced the onion too thinly, and uh, no one cares. This episode on Trillions, ticker madness. Okay, so joining us today, we have a bunch of different Bloomberg News reporters, and we also have an editor named David Papadopoulos, who's going to be the judge deciding 
who advances. Now, I've already paid him off so that I win this whole thing, um, but maybe you guys have paid him off too. Uh, but David, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. You know, and actually, Joel, I, I, I was greatly appreciative. I was shocked that no one else threw me a little cash. It's not too late. He, he's probably still able to take bribes. Um, which is actually really in the spirit of March Madness with what's actually been going on true. with the NCAA. Okay, first matchup. Moo versus EMTY. I'm going to throw it over to that bracket. Can you introduce yourselves, what you do, and why you've picked the tickers that you've picked? Okay, I'm Suzanne Woolley. I picked Moo, which is the ticker for Vanek Vectors Agribusiness ETF. I picked it because it's a classic it's been around since 2007. It's the most evocative ticker out there. You think moo, you think, what do you think? If you think of a farm, you think of agribusiness, that's it. So that's the two seed. The seven seed, Ben Steverman, introduce yeah, yourself. My, my name is Ben Steverman. I cover personal finance here, and my pick is EMTY or MT, mm. which is the ProShares Decline of the Retail Store ETF. Ooh. So basically, this is... A, I, what I love about it is, it's funny, and also it's a delightfully evil bet against Main Street Retail in the United States. This is a brand new ETF. came out in November. Uh, it doesn't have very many assets so far. But what I love is... First of all, that's funny, and second of all, that it's very evocative of this post-apocalyptic landscape that so many malls and shopping centers all across this country are turning into, and it's basically this bet that all that's going to go and can continue to go and get worse, and Amazon's going to eat everybody's lunch. I want to throw a little shade on this. I want to know that <laughs> I use the word evocative, okay? So I think it's sort of, you know, I've got a new ticker for Ben's argument here, which is like L-A-M-E, lame. So I'm just throwing that out there. So uh, before I rule here, I got to ask, so Ben, as I make that bet against, right, and I bet sort of the retail apocalypse, tangibly, how, how do I, how does this ETF, how does it, what does it invest in? How does that? So it is a, it uses a swap and which means that it's, it's basically shorting uh, another index, which is the bricks and mortar retail stores index. And it's so that that has all the classics, Gap, Dick Sporting Goods, Dollar General, Ross stores, like all these traditional mainline retailers that are struggling. The other thing I love about it is that as Eric and Joel have talked about on this show many times, betting on one of these inverse ETFs is actually a pretty dangerous strategy. So in some ways, the empty that could be happening here is not just the emptying of the retail stores. It could be the emptying of the investment accounts of the people who invest in this thing, because it, it could be a really dangerous play. That's nice, Ben. <laughs> that just went next level. Next Whoa. Suzanne, before wow. I rule here, do you have a, do you have a final, any final words? Um, I'm just going with classic, and I'm going with like, Food. This is food. This is global. This is huge. I'm being a positive, positive force in the world. <laughs> this well, is okay. exactly ben, what okay. a two ben versus is a okay. seven is supposed to be. Okay. Negativity. We, we've got. We've got. We've got a ruling, and we have. We have our very first upset <laughs> after <laughs> Moo. After Moo was putting it on him early, and it looked like a total blowout. It looked like it was early on. It was Moo twenty three, empty seven. <laughs> Empty just kind of kept wearing me down. <laughs> Ultimately, what sold me beyond the great empty name is that it is just a huge part of the of the American story, the investing story, and the economy story. What empty's about, and that, that uh, was the as final opposed rule. to agribusiness. As a, yeah, as opposed that's correct. As opposed to agribusiness, Th this is stunning. Uh, I'm I'm shocked. 
You know, I frequently call Moo the Mona Lisa of ETF tickers. It's perfect. It usually makes the number one of everybody's list, but man, empty is pretty good. And Ben made a good case. I should have paid off Papadopoulos. Okay, now we're going to go to Philadelphia, to the Wells Fargo Center, where Eric is a three seed, and we kind of let him have a little bit of an advantage, which he actually has two tickers, yin and yang, which he's going to talk about as a grouping. And then with a six seed, Carolina Wilson with tan. Carolina? Yeah, Carolina Wilson. I cover ETFs for the U.S. stocks team here. And I'm from Miami, Florida, where everyone and their mother quite literally wants to be more tan. Ah! (laughs) And I think actually that Florida has the most tanning salons in any other state in the country. You did your research. Yeah, I think I I was pretty torn on doing research on on spray tans and fake tans versus what tan actually does. But no, so I have the Guggenheim Solar Energy Index ETF. And since the whole point of this is to defend the importance of a ticker, tan has already undergone an easy peasy stress test scenario for this. And Eric has actually, this is from one of your handy dandy Bloomberg. Ooh, using his own research against him. So two solar ETFs launched about 10 years ago within about a week of each other. So TAN was one, what a great ticker. And KWT, ugh, I think it's like for a kilowatt. But you want to guess where most of the assets and volume went to? TAN. TAN. But I'm talking about TAN raking in close to $400 million in assets. And KWT didn't even manage to get much more than $15 million. So if you don't want to believe me, I mean, you could follow the money. You've done your research. All right, Eric. <laughs> what do you got? I picked uh, two leveraged ETFs, triple leveraged China, wow. yin and yang. Wow. The Direction Daily, FTSE, China Bull, 3X shares, and the Bear 3X shares. And the reason I picked these is because who doesn't love the yin-yang symbol? I mean, it's basically thousands of years old. It's a from Chinese philosophy, which is perfect because here you're betting on either bullish China or bearish China, right? And it's it's one of the rare ETFs where you don't even need to know the name, really. You know what's going on there. I mean, you probably should because it's leveraged, and <laughs> that adds a whole other wrinkle. But I think it's a good ticker, especially because when you have leverage going one way and the other, it's real nice to have two things that appear to be opposite. And I think this one nails it. And you know, when you go back, look, the balance of the universe is sort of contained in the yin-yang symbol. And to me, that's sort of the leverage ETF area. You've got you know equal number going long, equal number going short. But unfortunately, they all don't bounce out. They do lose money over time. So as we've talked about many times, they're trading tools. But in our traffic light system, this is a hard red light. But that doesn't take away from the fact that it's just a killer ticker. But just a little dig on TAN. I think TAN is what you get. In fact, I think you get burnt when you hold TAN. It's down 87% since inception. But but the investors of that get a nice, juicy yield because since those solar stocks are so hated, they are really like they're required for shorts. And so this thing brings in some extra cash because of its like aggressive securities. The crowd crowd is nodding in agreement. I am literally surrounded by ETF nerds. Yeah, (laughs) except except for the Greek, except for the judge. Okay, all right. Um, so we have a ruling, we have a ruling and, and what is ultimately, it was also, it was a close game here, but ultimately sometimes the higher seed wins Ooh. and the higher seed 
despite the whole thing being a touch convoluted, frankly, you know, triple leverage, the multiple tickers, the higher seed wins out. Carolina did give up a good fight. Ultimately, a touch too much shtick on Florida. I only want to hear so much about Florida, <laughs> just as you prepare for, for next time around. But I did like the I did like the fight. And also the fact that he, he pulled out that 87% plunge on you late. That wasn't helpful. I'm going to go get a tan now. There you go. <laughs> By the way, why do people in Florida need tanning beds? Wouldn't you need them more? It's not enough. It's just not enough. (laughs) All right. Bracket two. We've got Danny Berger in London with her ticker. This is a one seed. SMH. And she's going against Luke Kawa at an eight seed with the ticker Boone. Danny. Who are you? What do you do? What's your ticker? I am a cross-asset reporter. I, uh, besides reporting on cross-asset, I also eat a lot of snacks out of the London pantry. I consider that uh, my profession. And you're as based well. in London. You're joining. Us I am remotely. based in London. Yes, yeah. indeed. But as you can tell from my accent, I uh, come from New York. So uh, I, I am hip with the uh, U.S.-based tickers. Uh, for some reason, the tickers aren't as exciting in Europe. So uh, I did go with a U.S. one this time around. And why Why SMH? Okay, well, first of all, I want to take issue with the fact that I'm a one seed. Me too. This, I, I think I'm coming here as the underdog because SMH was not intended to be a fun ticker. This is the Van Eck Vectors Semiconductor ETF. And the reason SMH is so brilliant is because it's not gimmicky, but still it is fresh, it is new. SMH, for those who don't know, is internet lingo for shaking my head. And there is no way that Van Eck decided when they made SMH that they wanted a ticker that was shaking my head. Yeah, but you have 1.3 billion in assets. Okay, yeah, but the reason I love this so much is that every single time this thing sells off, there are outflows, you can say SMH. People pulled a billion from this fund. It is awesome. Yeah. I love how like accidentally perfect this is. Well, Vanek is the same company that has a ticker crack. Uh, <laughs> That's true. It should have been reserved for the triple leverage junior gold miners, but uh, it's actually the uh, some sort of like oil type ETF. Uh, I've heard enough from okay, the uh, right. from London. Give yep. me the real eight seed on it. I want to hear what they have to say. All right, Luke Kawa, Boone. All right, I'm, I'm Luke Kawa. I'm also a cross-asset reporter, and as you uh, will be able to tell at some point from my accent, uh, originally from Canada. But, you know, again, before starting to you know, extol the virtues of Boone, and, you know, that is the NYSE Pickens Oil Response ETF. I'd first really, again, uh, like Danny over there, like to really question the wisdom of both Danny and whoever put these tickers together. The number one rank is going to a product that's an abbreviation for a negative form of nonverbal communication <laughs> coming about from what millennials do the when they're too lazy to spell things. When I look at my portfolio, the last thing I want to do is think shaking my head. The last thing, like this t- terrible, terrible branding, terrible advertising. Danny makes the case against it better than I ever could. But it's hard for like an, this octogenarian, this multi, 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 multi millionaire, a wildcat raider turned oil tycoon could ever be considered an underdog or the new kid on the block. But that's the case with Boone. This ETF is it's brand new. It's got very little in assets. But what it is, is it's basically a it's a reflection of the most defining 
macro trend, probably since the financial crisis, and that's the rise of U.S. energy. T. Boone, along with his lieutenants who helped formulate this equal weight fund, wants you to go in all in on the U.S. energy renaissance. You've got things like Alcoa in there. You've got things like QD Brands for solar. But in as much as this is kind of, you know, an energy and an energy linked play, I think the timing is also pretty darn good for Boone. Uh, right now, the, the relative performance of energy stocks uh, versus the S&P 500 has, has trailed and lagged the oil price by the most on record. So, you know, at some point, we've got to be playing catch up. And I think Boone is the way to catch up. And, you know, some ETF providers, they want to have their name on the ice of the Madison Square Garden, like Spider. T. Boone Pickens, he wants his name on the front of the stadium, both his name and his company's name. So if you've got right. some aspiration, I, I think you're going boom. All right, here's the thing. I don't need a rebuttal period. I've got, I've got, a, I've got a ruling. By the way, eight seed coming out thick. Yeah, yeah. Eight, He's got to lay it all eight, out eight, there. Eight, 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 he, I don't know what he's yeah. going to have for later rounds, but it's like eight seed that's, showing up. That's well, all I got. Yeah. Vermont over here. Yeah, no, <laughs> the eight seed doesn't have to, in this case, worry about later rounds because the eight seed got knocked out. I'm going to say this Ooh. about the eight seed. So, so Luke, here's the thing. I, I, I love the energy and the firepower. And, and I think as you come back to this next year, you know, you're going to do well, but at the end of the day, what does he in here is, is Boone is just, it's just ultimately, it's just too scrawny. It's just, I can't two and a half million. It's, I just, I just can't, I'm not Steve feeling Nash it. was a back-to-back I'm, MVP. I'm not, small, not, small guy, Canadian too. <laughs> He's still fighting. He's still, still fighting. fighting. I love how much. And, and London, what I'm going to say to London, London, you survived in advance, but you got to bring a little more firepower yeah, the next it round. Was it, sleepy. Was, right. it, it was sleepy. It was a little, a little sleepy. sleepy. All SMH, right. I'm not, uh, you know, if ultimately uh, Boone didn't do itself in with its scrawniness, yeah, you would have gotten knocked out. You got to bring a little, <laughs> little something more yeah. next round. Uh, for the next round, we have we have Joel is the what seed, Joel? I'm a four seed. You're a four seed. Mm. And we have Rachel Evans, who is a... Five seed. Five seed. Oh, so this is a good one. This is that four-five matchup. Four, five. Anybody could win here. Joel is coming at us with uh, the ticker Wood, and Rachel has the ticker She. So we're going to start with the four seed. Joel, go ahead. All right. Wood is the iShares Global Timber Forestry ETF. I picked this one because I'm an Oregonian. You are. Yeah. It's true. So... Back when the Ducks won their only NCAA title, it was all about the big guys from Oregon, right? So I'm I'm picking the 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 big trees, going with the wood. This is a thematic ETF, which is one of the things that Eric and I often get to talk about on the show because they're in vogue a little bit. Uh, this has been crushing it up thirty percent over the last year. It's got companies that are not only U.S. and North American, you got a little bit of Canadian in there, you got some Brazil, you also got some other global stuff. So I like that it's diversified regionally. And then what's been crushing it has been the fact that e-commerce has been buying up everything paper, right? You got all these Amazon Prime boxes, you need cardboard for that. So I think it's a strong play. I will say that I don't like this head-to-head matchup. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm nervous. It's I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really scared of this, but uh, uh, I've, I've made my case. Rachel. All right. Well, and so, Rachel, just a little bit who you are and also the 
ticker that you brought and why you did it. So my name is Rachel Evans. I'm an ETF reporter based here in New York, though we're a very international bunch today as I'm from the UK originally. So I've come to you guys with SHE, which is the Spider SSGA Gender Diversity Index ETF, SHE. Now what that ETF does is it invests in companies that really have a positive attitude towards getting women onto boards, getting women into executive positions uh, and having women CEOs, chairs, other executives and directors. Now, the reason I, I chose this ticker is because for me, a ticker should stick in the mind, it should be simple, it should be evocative and tell you what the fund does, but it should also be memorable. Now, this is where for, for me, she really stands out, partly because of my English heritage, right? So growing up in the 1990s in the UK, Notting Hill was a massive movie. <laughs> and the end of the credits, Notting Hill, you have Elvis Costello doing a great version of She by Charles Aznavour. Every time I look up this ticker on the terminal, I sing She in my head and sometimes occasionally out loud as well. So for me, this can, can, is... Can you sing it now? She could be oh, the face I can't forget. That is amazing. Not only are we in the middle of the Me Too moment, but I picked <laughs> Wood and go head to head with She. Well, see, there you How go. is this going to go? You bring up another thing that is perfect for this ticker. But right? I will say, I just want, there's some irony here, which, you know, I looked up your holdings. Number one holding... Pfizer. Yes. Right. So, so this is, yeah, on this top is, of all this, there's a Viagra moment going on. So it's just like <laughs> irony on irony. So that's the interesting thing when you do look at the holdings. Like this is often categorized as an environmental social governance fund. And obviously on the governance side, you can see why that is. But it doesn't necessarily tick the boxes that you might see from a typical ESG fund. It's not steering clear of your kind of multinationals. It's steering into that and rewarding those that really kind of actually advocate for women. But I would just say on the point of the, the Me Too movement, these guys have been incredible with their marketing from the word go. This this ETF was launched on International Women's Day back in 2016. They set up the Fearless Girl mm-hmm. sculpture downtown. That I'm everybody... just shrinking over here. <laughs> Rachel, how much money is in this ETF? It's now? just over 300 million. And that's its weakness. But when you look at ETFs, you really only start to see growth in assets from about the three year mark onwards. She uh, now has two years under its belt. So I'm thinking that come March next year, we're really going to start to see people moving money in. But with 300 million, it's okay. hardly small All right. fry. All right, yeah, stop this fight. There haven't, <laughs> yeah. there haven't been many blowouts so far, but this was this was one of them. Rachel just put it on. <laughs> Boom! And, Five and I'm gonna, taking down a four. And seat. I'm going to say one other thing. I mean, not only was Rachel really good, man. I mean, Joel, just for you next year. Don't come in with your first thought of being like, you know, I picked this one because I'm from Oregon. And Oregon's like, nobody cares. Okay. Say no one cares. You, it's, right? it's pronounced Oregon. So Oregon. that's shame Oregon. on you. We'll see if you come back next year. You can't fire the judge. I just did. It's actually Eric and I's show, by the way. This this reminded me of uh, Rocky Four. When Drago fought Apollo Creed, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that was good. exactly what happened here. Mm. I, I'm not sure if Joel's alive. I, I'll, yeah. t- I'll, t- I'll take the Russian. I'll take <laughs> that. All right. Back to Oregon to you. I'm quietly shrinking away now. Invesco QQQ is a proud sponsor of this podcast. Want to rethink what's possible? How about being an investor, not just in your future, but the future? Well, it all starts with Invesco QQQ. For more than 25 years, this single ETF has given investors a direct line to the NASDAQ 100. That's 100 leading innovators behind advances in personal tech, science, and robotics, just to name a few. And you can access it all with Invesco QQQ. Let's rethink possibility.
There are risks when investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETF risks are similar to those of stocks. Investments in the tech sector are subject to greater risk and more volatility than more diversified investments. The NASDAQ 100 index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies on the NASDAQ. You can't invest directly into an index. Before investing, consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit Invesco.com for a prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully before investing. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Okay, final four. Number one seed, SMH. Number four seed, SHE. Number seven seed, EMTY. Number three seed, Yin and Yang. First off, we're going to do SMH versus SHE. That's number one versus number four. Danny? All right, so just like University of Virginia, which happens to be my alma mater, I am now claiming this number one seed and will not be complaining about being seated as number Good. one. And you know why it's just like Virginia? Because it's not flashy, it's not in your face, and it's patient, which is exactly what SMH is. Not only, as I said before, is this some great internet lingo for shaking my head that works awesomely as a reporter when covering this, but this ETF waited for its time to shine. Semiconductor stocks are hot right now, and in the past two years, this thing has doubled its assets. It didn't need to go after some try to pander to the crowd, need to erect a statue on Wall Street. (laughs) (laughs) It sat there, it played defense, just like University of Virginia and like Tony Bennett, who not only is a singer, but is also the coach of University of Virginia, taught its team patience, which is exactly what this fund did with its holdings until they came into favor. And you know what? This makes me say SMH, shaking my head. This is a great ETF. Somebody lit a fire. (laughs) (laughs) There was a talk in the locker room. There was. (laughs) Wow. She. All right, she. Well, I feel like I'm a bit of a disadvantage with all the, the basketball metaphors going on. But nonetheless, she is is the ETF that you can pretty much buy if you want to get your corporate governance exposure sorted out, right? You've got the Me Too movement, which we touched on before, that is really having a day. So, And this is something that I think is going to develop over the next year. So I think if you start to watch the, the flows going into she, I think we're going to start to see an uptick in these. Like This fund is, is becoming more and more uh, seasoned in terms of the amount of time it's been out in the market. And what it does that's very different to other funds out there in the ESG space, environmental social governance, is that it really allows you to tilt your holdings towards stuff that actually benefits women. Now, the way it does that is you have the ratio of women on boards to the overall board. You have the ratio of women executives to the overall executives. And it's actually quite a sophisticated methodology. It's not as simple as SMH, perhaps, but the methodology really allows you to be very targeted in your approach. Now, having that target has actually really paid off. If you look at the returns for for she over the last year, you're looking at around 15% or so. Now, that's pretty good. That's pretty much in line with the S&P. Slightly below, Dan- but pretty much in line with the S&P. I just got to jump in. Rachel plays San Antonio Spurs basketball. It's like highly efficient. Tri- <laughs> triangle yeah. Yeah, Lots of passes. Lots of passes, and she just like keeps it coming. Uh, Danny, any final comments before we uh, before we have a ruling? I, I, I'm, I'm, pr- I'm pretty clear. I think I, I think I know what I'm going to say, but hit me with any final thoughts. Uh, final thought is wahoo wah, go who's. Wahoo <laughs> I can't beat that. Yeah. Ooh. So, um... There is a um, an expression in horse racing. 
the bounce. When a horse runs a huge race and a huge figure one race and then tends to regress a little bit. This is amazing. <laughs> I can tell this is a bit of a regression. I think we had a bit of a regression here. She shouldn't have, I mean, ultimately put too much of a beating on Weber and just should have saved a that, touch yeah. of that. that first you're round right. was a tough matchup. It yeah. was. That's what you're saying. But you yeah. didn't ultimately, maybe In she ultimately didn't need to win by 43 points that first game. <laughs> just yeah. And that so, and, yeah. and whereas Wahoo Wah indeed sort of, you know, after a sleepy round one, backing into round two, Wahoo Wah was very impressive. SMH, you are in the finals. Go back to your locker room, <laughs> get pumped up. And if you bring that same firepower to the finals, I mean, you're going to be a handful. Congrats. Right, no one mean team. reversion here. No mean reversion. Nice one, this. Danny. Best person won. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. All right. We got a number one seed in the final. And now... Let's see a number seven versus a number three. We got Ben with EMTY. You had a great first round. Eric, you know, <laughs> I don't know what to say. You're the three seed. Let's hear your battle. So, like I said, I went with yin and yang. This is the uh, triple leverage China long and triple leverage China short, which is, I mean, arguably a masterpiece because the yin yang symbol is a masterpiece. It's, it's older than gold, okay? It dates back to like 14th century BC. Mm-hmm. It's been around forever. What other ticker can say that? And I personally have a, uh, a per- personal relationship with the yin-yang symbol because I'm very lazy about Halloween. And one year in, in college, I was like trying to get a costume together. So I was like, oh, I'll be a cow. So I painted my face white and I put a little dot on it like to like the spot on a cow. I went to the party. Everyone's like, dude, you're the yin-yang symbol. Aha, mm-hmm. there it is. And so I was... I. Proceeded to be the yin yang single symbol for the next couple of years uh, for Halloween, which is a great costume, by the way. Everybody loves it. So I realized then how powerful and likable the symbol is, and it's perfect for the metaphor. I like you know, it. it says everything. You don't even need to know what the ETF does. Your long China or your short uh, China, take a pick. I like how he, he saved the personal touch for the second round. Right, unlike someone else. <laughs> I was going to say, can I just go she to the next Halloween party? That seems like a pretty easy costume. <laughs> All right, Ben. Um, this reminds me of like your college roommate who read one book on Buddhism and then thinks he's Richard Gere. <laughs> or, or, you know, Dalai Lama. Like, this is like... Literally, yin and yang is like this is an American ETF based on the fifty biggest Chinese stocks, and like the people who put it together probably know as much about this this Eastern philosophy as you or me. This is like this is Panda Express. This is not authentic Chinese food. Um, EMTY. So the price to earnings ratio of Amazon right now is three hundred twenty four. How do you bet on the decline of American retail, which is the big one of the biggest economic stories right now? And when a recession hits, it's going to be epic. It could be epic if these retailers can't pull out of it and develop a better online strategy. I think that this, of course, I said in the first round, this could totally empty out your bank account. But I also think that this is actually providing something for investors that they need. A, a way to bet against the decline of retail, a bet on the decline of retail. And yes, it's a little evil to bet on profiting from millions of people losing their livelihoods, but it's a legit strategy. It, it is evil. The other thing I would say about empty is if you're really committed to this strategy, why not go with clicks, which is short those mall stocks, but long Amazon and the e-commerce. Well, not everyone can you know throw multiple ETFs in their, uh, you know, in their pick. Uh, empty. Final thoughts? My final thought is 
think back to when you were a teenager. Well, I yes. think back when, to when I was a teenager, and I think about nostalgically about walking around the mall, going to the Gap, going to the video game store, going to the bookstore. All that's over. Life in America has changed. Kids aren't hanging out in malls. They're hanging out on Instagram or WhatsApp. There's a, this is an important tool to profit from that. And things just got real quiet of real cultural <laughs> moment in the, you know, in you in the U S I actually think strangely enough, that final little plea may have, have you gone to JC Penny lately? It's uh, not bad that you can get gloves. I don't know that I've ever gone to JC Penny. <laughs> and there's a lot of older You're people in there. At and JC Penny? by the way, who has the money, the older people, I'm telling you, JC Penny is full of people. The mall is underrated. You can try stuff on. It's not that bad. It's going to take 40 years for this trade to play out. 40 years empty? It's gonna, 40 years is going to take me to make a return on this thing? Uh, no, it's a downward spiral. These malls are emptying out, hence the name. And right. when a store leaves a mall, they, they can't replace that revenue. We had a great video game on, on Bloomberg.com that basically let you manage a mall. And there was no way to win it because... Every time a retailer was suffering, you had to cut your maintenance budget, your cleaning budget. It was this fun exercise. These things are in a downward spiral, and uh, the next recession is going to be really painful. So th- th- this game ends with Big Ben, clock running out, crosses over Eric, steps back, knocks it down, ball game over in a barn burner. I was really, really inclined just because I'm, a, you know, this is my little, the judge's personal preference. I'm a sucker for the triple leverage, triple leverage. I mean, I was really, I was just, my natural want was to go that way, but I got to believe the, uh, the emptying of America's mold. It, it, it is a big story, despite what Yin Yang says. It is a big story. Eric's over there with a towel over no. his head. <laughs> It's true. I'm like uh, Isaiah Thomas. I'm not even going to like shake his hand. <laughs> Just walk when right Jordan beat me, yeah, yeah. I'm going to like really be bitter as opposed to Rachel. Ben, I hate you. <laughs> All right. I love that you, was Eric. amazing. So, that so was like a triple overtime. <laughs> it was. So th- and he's probably exhausted now yeah. as he gets ready. He's seven seed. He's got, he's got, he's got to go against number one seed yeah. who's just lying be- lying yeah. in wait in London. <laughs> right? She's shadow boxing right now as we speak. Okay. I think Dude we got, color. in fairness, too empty. Who just empty the tank? You got to give him like thirty seconds to get up, clear his head, walk around, right? And you got to you got to bring it again. Yeah, yeah. This is one of these finals nobody expected. Might not draw the viewership of say a Duke Kentucky, <laughs> right? Like a Moo versus Tanwood, but it's going to be intriguing, and I see a close match. So we got number one seed shaking my head, SMH versus number seven seed, empty. So Papa. Do we start with the seven seed or the one seed? I think you got to give the seven seed their shot to come out firing. Seven, she- seven seed. You've goes never been here. Yeah, yeah, seven seed. What's going to the be? nerves? The nerves of being a seven seed being in the final. Yeah. Okay, I've got it. Wow. Cyclical versus secular. Semiconductors go up, go down, up and down, and up and down since semiconductor was created. And uh, what I'm talking about here with MT is a long-term secular play. Now, is is an inverse ETF the best way to do something long-term? I'm not really sure I'm going to go to bat for that. But this is something that is happening you know, and you're, is you're, you're irreversible. You're trying to win here. 
he dribbled it off his foot. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Hey, listen. Uh, I know. I appreciate Ben saying that because we just had an episode on like why you probably shouldn't use inverse ETF. So Ben's yeah. just being prudent. I, yeah. I wouldn't penalize. I'm a him personal right. finance reporter. I'm not going. I don't want anybody to lose their lose their money on this. Fair, fair enough. So remind me of returns on the inception of this thing and returns. Well, the judge wants a little more information. That's right? interesting. Uh, it's actually down about ten percent since it it, it uh, originated. I think it hasn't done that great. I think that there's been a small recovery from the retail stocks, but it's a dead cat bounce, and it, this is a this is a good long term play. So so this is the kind of thing, right? So it pays nothing. I lose a little. I lose a little, and then when it hits, you're thinking, I'm like, it's going to hit like in a big number all of a sudden out of the blue. Is that is that the way it would play out conceptually? That's that's the plan. Yeah, it's it's wait till. Either there's a really bad recession, or wait till uh, some of these uh, retailers just can't can't Eric, keep it up anymore. Any guess what kind of number I could be you, know, you could be looking at when this thing hit, if this thing pops? Well, the one thing about inverse funds is they are uh, path dependent, as they say, and if if we do see them like go down in a nice steady path, this thing will start compounding a bit, and you could be ringing up some serious returns. That's sort of why it's a little dangerous because it is so inviting. But you'd have to. This thing would really hit the triple sevens if you had a, a nice, steady, long-term decline of these uh, mall stores. I'm getting a, a, an assist from Luke Kyle on this one, who points out uh-huh. retail sector may see more defaults in 2018 than 2017. Wow. So this is an everything must go, going out of business moment. Luke. Thank from you, the Luke. dead. Yeah. <laughs> helping helping him from the grand, grandstands, yeah. I think Danny, Danny has, Danny's up. Let's, number one. I won't take offense to the fact that uh, Luke gave uh, Ben the assist in this moment, because I would like to point out on the 18th of April, 2017, Luke unintentionally gave me an assist by tweeting at me, whoa, at Danny Berger, can't believe you jumped the gun in writing off this ETF SMH. I love that. Wow. So even though you battled against me in the first round, I'm so sorry. I'm still going to say that you gave me an assist here. All right. So what what comes to mind, and uh, Eric was touching on this a little bit, is the idea that uh, my competitor, you know, I've been I've been studying the tapes, though, though he is undefeated. I've been thinking about other ETFs along his path that have been defeated before. And what comes to mind are short ETFs. You know, there, there was another short ETF out there that people said was a sure thing that you'd be making money off of it. Uh, you know, not saying that EMTY is as uh, poses a structural threat to the market like some other ETFs did. But you know what? People said that uh, XIV looked like a sure thing, a short ETF, just, you know, picking up pennies in, in front of a steamroller. Uh, and then here we have this classic ETF following semiconductors. Uh, such a, a great story to the market of this super liquid ETF following these stocks, which have really carried the market higher. And it's a really interesting story to see how that's evolved. But this is a clean play. Uh, it's it's uh, not using swaps to get its exposure. Uh, this is a pure ETF, so pure that they accidentally gave it a ticker that we could all use to make fun of it. But, well, before before I, I rule, I got a question uh, for the panel for Eric here. So and this is actually going to have a lot of bearing uh, on the on my my decision. So she's comparing empty with essentially some iteration of the VIX short. And as I immediately think about it conceptually, to me, they're actually, even though they're both short, they involve shorting, they're pretty different concepts. 
in the sense that, right, you are essentially, you are picking up nickels along the way. You're essentially selling that insurance, right? You are betting on the continued stability. Whereas he's actually, he's going for the home run. He's saying, I'm going to, day to day, I don't care, right? I'm looking for the home run down the road. Walk me, walk me through this. Yeah, it's sort of, um, it's like throwing some elbows. Uh, you could call the foul. Because right. empty is no XIV. However, they are both short. But uh, look, I, I I saw it as scrappy, personally. I thought it's just like a, you know, it, it's a physical game. This is playoff basketball. And, uh, it's but the finals, man. In no way for anyone Special. listening out there, XIV was just in a league of its own in terms of uh, what it was doing. Um, there are a lot of short ETFs. There are probably 200 of them that didn't implode over the past 15 years. Uh, oh, XIV is a special case. But so that's why bringing it in is a little bit illegal. If the refs didn't see it, <laughs> no, 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 the refs, the, ju- the judge, the judge was on it. The judge was on it. So, he, so here we are. Here we are. I think I have. I think. How I is this one. for a final? Is it a little sleepy? No, 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 no. You're into it. No, it's good. I'm into like it. It, it kind I mean, of offset the Luke thing because that was a little. Yeah. Like, it's like the guy from the stands holding up something <laughs> from the playbook from the other team. <laughs> the Luke. <laughs> No, Maybe Luke was booing me as out. I was trying to take free throws. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I've got well, I've got one word to describe Luke, which is bitter. He seems a little, <laughs> bitter. He's a little, he's bitter. A little He's a little bitter. But you know, here so here's the thing. Danny she was just like meticulously like a machine, just working it, breaking it down. And, and 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 I and I was starting to lean that way. But you know what I just sort of keep going back to? I keep going back to and I and I know Eric uh it wasn't feeling this so much, but it just strikes me that yet the, the fate of the American consumer and the American mall, I, I, I'm actually just feeling that story as a big story. And, I'm, and, 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 and I know in a lot of ways, this is why it was the number seven seed. It's this short uh, and, 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 it's, and it's minus 10 return and it's only going to pay out, you know, if it goes big. I don't know if it's actually going to ever pay out the ETF itself, but it paid out on this show. Oh! Yes! Empty for the win. <laughs> Empty. Wow. Villanova eighty five. Has, All right. has taken this thing. Has taken this thing down. And Sweet. and Virginia. Well, Virginia was playing offense and they were doing well, but it was really on the attack. But this is ultimately like Virginia's defensive wow. team because you know when they're yeah. when they're in this full offensive mode, every once in a while they can make a mistake. Oh, or something. Well, so we Danny, a, thank you fair. so much for joining us from London. You you put up a good battle. But Ben, personal finance for the win. And by the way, Danny, your consolation prize is that Van X probably going to call you <laughs> the day after this comes out and ask you uh, for a job. Yeah, okay. uh, does the victor have any words to say? Uh, I just want to say, don't invest in this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I can't. No. Wait a minute, revoke. Whoa! He beat his horse and ran all the Danny, Luke, Rachel, Suzanne, Ben, Carolina, thank you so much for joining the show. This was an absolute blast. And a special props to David Papadopoulos. Thank you. You're all very welcome. We get some canned applause in there. (laughs) So we started with marketing. And lo and behold, empty, kind of a great ticker, ends up winning it all. What do you think? Well, this kind of really hits to the whole thing because the marketing is what gets you. It's like a shiny object that gets you close to what, what it holds. 
But as this went on, you know, you could see how the strategy started to become the the bigger way that the judgment was made. And that ultimately is probably pretty symbolic of how this happens, because the ticker really shouldn't be the only thing. Right. There's something else going on. Right. But the ticker is important because, again, you have 40, 50 ETFs in a category. The ticker can draw you in. But ultimately, like Ben said, he loves the ticker as a marketing item, but he's not that hot about what's going on underneath. And so Ben would be a classic investor who's doing his job of maybe he was sold on the ticker and the name. Looked at the holdings and said, no, thanks. Thanks for listening to Trillions. Special thanks to Danny Berger, Luke Kawa, David Papadopoulos, Rachel Evans, Suzanne Woolley, Ben Steverman, Carolina Wilson. This was a fun episode. Until next time, you can find us on the Bloomberg Terminal, Bloomberg.com, Apple Podcasts, and probably a bunch of other places I haven't heard about yet. We'd love to hear from you. All of us are on Twitter. Eric's at Eric Valchunas. I'm at Joel Weber Show. Trillions is produced by Magnus Hendrickson. Francesca Levy is the head of Bloomberg Podcast. Bye. This podcast is made possible by Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary. Not realizing its potential, however, could be. Invesco QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.